Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the land of sky blue waters, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi back here, and I thank all of you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Look, we have a special guest throughout this podcast episode, and that's what this episode is going to be. It's going to be the full hour of our guest interview. Before we get to the interview, I do want to run over some housekeeping notes. We have Darren from the Fourth Line Voice podcast joining us. So it won't be necessarily a topical NHL news, a topical Minnesota Wild based podcast episode as we're as we're going back. We're going back a decade or two talking about the glory years the enforcer years of hockey as well as some of the baddest brutalist most brutal and fun fight leagues still kicking it today some stories from the underground and miners and a little history on the lnah as well before we get into all of that though i do want to say thank you to those who continue to help grow our youtube channel we are so close to a thousand subscribers so if you haven't already go check us out the soda pod on youtube i think we're like 30 40 away from hitting 1000 so really appreciate you guys there and every week every wednesday on youtube 6 30 p.m central time you got judd's buds live if you guys want to be part of the show get your comments in live don't forget to get your comments in early as well as the stream link for the video will be up monday night tuesday now moving forward so if you guys want to get some questions in ahead of time you can do so we post daily clips highlights custom beer content and more on the channel so go check it out today also i want to give a shout out to our friends at seventh avenue pizza ladies and gentlemen it was freaking national pizza day over the weekend and i know you all celebrated with a seventh avenue pizza deals everywhere deals everywhere two dollars off at my local high v i know kowalski always has deals to get them for 7.99 buy one get one at other locations too I should really contact Matt so he can let me know which ones and where have deals this month. But you can also follow Matt and the gang at 7th Avenue Pizza as well. At 7th Avenue Pizza on social media, 7th Ave Pizza. They are totally interactive. Let them know where you found their pizzas. Let them know where they can get into and whenever you munch on the best damn frozen pizza in the world, don't forget to take snap a photo, share it to social media. You know the good people there at 7th Avenue Pizza will share and interact. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to Northland Vodka, our friends at Northland Vodka. I mean, it was a fun Sunday hanging out, watching a defensive Super Bowl game, but an exciting Super Bowl game towards the end. I mean, whenever you go to overtime in the most important game of the year in the NFL, you know we're buzzing. And I was buzzing off the Northland Vodka. Big shout out to Northland Vodka, a local company Small percentage of every sale goes back into the community, goes back into local hockey with the purchase of every single bottle. Again, we love supporting local. We love working with those local companies in Northland Vodka. It's the best damn vodka on the planet and some of the best people over there as well. If Northland Vodka isn't located at your local liquor store, ask them why not and let's try to get 
it on their shelves. Get you some Northland vodka today. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, I know some of you were using this last night. I know you were because I was seeing some of your matchups. I was seeing some of your bets. That's right. Better Edge. Legal sports betting in the great state of Minnesota. It's a free platform with legal betting in this state as well as 44 others. Challenge your friends head-to-head. Join our Minnesota Wild Game Day Pick'ems where you're free to choose 7 out of 10 options. Winner take all, $5 entry. And these are anything and everything from money line, player point totals, etc. Also, if you're really digging the platform and you want to get the most out of it, you can become a premium player, ladies and gentlemen. As a premium player for Better Edge, more details on that at betteredge.com slash premium. But before you even go and check that out, go to betteredge.com slash SOTAPOD. That's right. Betteredge.com slash SOTAPOD to claim your $20 sign-up bonus today that's right betteredge.com slash soda pod all right guys without further ado from the fourth line voice podcast the og fight podcast out there it's a pleasure always catching up with my friend darren returning guest no less from the early days let's bring him on here on the so let's bring him on here on the soda pod Today, we have one of my favorite content creators in the world of hockey, keeping old-time hockey alive. He has the best and largest catalog of fights, hockey fights, that is, on YouTube. He's the host of the 4th Line Voice podcast, Mr. Darren, a.k.a. Southpaw on Twitter. Welcome back to the show, sir. It's been a while. How you doing? Hey, it has been a while. No, thank you very much for having me on, man. I appreciate it. And uh, look at that. We've been yapping for like, I don't know how long. And then you went right into radio voice. That was that was pretty impressive. Right in front of me. Right. Uh, I was just going to say, we literally have been like talking for like, what, an hour and a half or so. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, we actually have to like do this podcast here because it's almost dinner time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, it's good to be back. Oh, well, man. and the only reason the fourth line voice exists on the Hockey Podcast Network is because of you. And yeah. I've always said, I've always appreciated that. And uh, for all that, for uh, for getting me going. I appreciate I, it, man. Hey, when we were when 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 Dill and I were starting the thing, I remember you, you were one of our big gets. I remember you you were like the biggest show we we got at the time. Um, and and then we then we fucking spent a whole year trying to get Terry Ryan on, but that's a whole that's a story for another day. Oh, but, Terry, uh, old old Ted Hitchcock, he's cruising now, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was some trying times for a bit there. Yeah. Oh, old I TR. remember. I remember. Yeah, no, shout out to TR there. No, it's an absolute pleasure to to both catch up like we did, sir, and to bring you back on the show and i mean your podcast still humming some might say better than ever i'm 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 surely in that camp um what have been some of your highlights of you know 2023 as far as episodes and and guests you brought on yeah it's actually it's been it's been interesting well like we were kind of talking off air the the show's sort of um kind of gone changed a little bit um like when i first started this thing five or six years ago it was oh interview 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 player 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 right always get the fighters on that was like my whole you know chasing guys around and then it just got tiresome i got frustrated with it and uh and it really wasn't that much and i i started to find i had a lot more i had a lot more fun um just interviewing fellow fight fans it was a lot easier to get them on they're much more i don't know appreciative is the right word but it was just it was just an easier talk and it was just i was having more fun doing that so the show's kind of gone away a little bit from player interviews and more fight fans to kind of solo episodes you know come down here and stare out the window and yell at about the dumb shits online and you know and that that's always been easy content because that's for that's 
you have content forever with you if you just raged about social media. But uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, no. Well, I'm going around my elbow to get to my wrist here to make the make a long story longer. Actually, in 2023, you know what has been really fun for me. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I guess it was 2022. It started, but it's gone into 2023. It was Ice Wars. Yes. Uh, the hockey fight tournament. That Because, of course, I can remember the original one back in 2004 in Prince George. And I never thought... It's the end center, baby. Exactly. And I never thought... Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, if you want to watch that event. Uh, it's on my channel. Um, Black and Blue Enforcer Tournament. Uh, but and I never thought in 2022 with the state of hockey fights and everything that all of a sudden we were going to have a hockey fight tournament again. So I, so I got on board fully invested in that. And, uh, and AJ Galante, you know, from the Danbury Trashers fame was the one that got it going. And, uh, I got to know AJ over the, over the last couple of years and had him on. And we talked, we, well, I was just talking to him the other day and, um, the, so that's been fun. And of course the first two events were in Edmonton. So I was there live to see him. And, uh, but in the meantime, I had really promoted their event. Um, I had a lot of the competitors on, which was fun for me because, um, you know, it was a new thing. And, uh, but a lot of these guys, like there was a couple ex players, obviously that were involved in the, in terms of fighters, but there was a couple air quote unknown guys. Right. Yeah. And it was, and to have them on the podcast and they were just excited to be on a podcast. They couldn't believe like, you know, they're, you know, the guy, one guy's a farmer and the other guy's like a teacher's assistant and whatever and but yeah you know, and they're gonna go fight in this ice wars thing and no one really knows what it is right but they're excited to be on the show and i was excited to have them and promote them and and you know in my own little you know I'm obviously i don't know how many people are listening but you know got a little bit of a buzz anyway and then to go there to, in edmonton and see the event live and and the feedback i got from people and it was really cool because uh you know, people come out, oh, I listened to your show and I've listened to it for a while and appreciate it. And, and just the appreciation. And, and I always said with the show, right? It was always about showcasing the fighter. The show isn't about me. No one's tuning in to listen to me. They, they're tuning in to listen to, to and it's to prop up the player. Or in this case, the participant in this tournament. And, and so if I could help in any way do that, that, that was the cool thing for me. And, and, uh, so to, to, uh, you know, uh, have people come up and say they appreciate the show and they enjoy it and uh, was really cool. And uh, so going into that, they've had three events, hopefully a fourth one coming up here right away. And um, rumor is in March, so hopefully we'll see. And um, yeah, and and I and of course I have my friend Jay and Alec on and we do the preview show and then we do the review show and then we yell about spreads.ca and we're betting on it because you can bet on Ice Wars and uh, made, made a few bucks doing that too. But yeah. Uh, you know, so it was, it's just been, that part's been uh, probably the most gratifying. That's been the most fun. And that really kind of, um, kind of rekindled uh, kind of my passion for the hot, for the enforcing and the, although I guess it's not really hockey in terms of that, but just for the hockey fighting and stuff. Cause um, well, the NHL, I don't like, well, your audience might not know, but I haven't watched I have a hockey podcast, but I haven't watched hockey in like 15 years. So it's kind of, so you can tell what I'm yelling about. I'm yelling about stuff that probably most of your listeners weren't even born to, weren't born when I was watching it. So uh, I talk about the old stuff that people are forgetting about, I guess. That's kind of what I do. But uh, but the Ice Wars and that stuff. And I will say though, in all honesty though, there has been a little bit, I don't want to say a rebirth because it's not, but it there is some spark in the East Coast League, some young guys out there 
that have uh, kind of uh, caught my attention. Some guys in the American League, and uh, so it's uh, I can always support and get behind with the with this next generation, what the young kids are doing. So at least uh, a couple of them are trying to keep it alive, anyway. No, oh, I love that. And we'll, we'll get to the AHL and East Coast League uh, here in a bit. But just quickly, quick summarization for those who don't know what Ice Wars is. I, I definitely talk about it on the podcast whenever there's an, whenever there was an event and whenever there's news surrounding it. But just a, a quick a quick summary. What what is Ice Wars for you know for my listeners who are just like tuned into the National Hockey League? Yeah, well, basically, it's just uh, yeah, it's uh, two guys. It's uh, they they have they put them on. Uh, well, the Ice Wars event was actually on synthetic ice because it was inside a casino. But yeah, it's inside like uh, in a in a they call it the ice box. And uh, yeah, it's two guys wearing MMA gloves, hel- like on skates, full hockey gear, but uh, no visors, obviously, just helmets. But f- hockey gear and MMA gloves, and they fight for two minutes. Uh, one minute rounds, and uh, which I'm sure for MMA fans, everything. Oh, yeah, two minute, big deal. How many two minute hockey fights have you ever seen? Exactly, N- not many. So, because uh, they're pulling and tugging and everything else. So, but uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's it's that's what it is. And uh, then they've had a middleweight tournament and a heavyweight tournament, and so I mean, you got guys that are fighting three times in a night. You know, if the guys that are winning it, so. Uh, yeah, and it's been uh, it's been interesting to say the least. But you got some. I mean, some people don't like it because it's like, oh, it's I've never heard of these guys. Well, I mean, you know, would you think you know you were gonna get Ryan Reeves in this thing? Like, no. But I mean, so there's a few old minor league guys in it, and you know, some up and coming guys, and some guys that maybe played some senior hockey that are the the toughest guys in their local senior league that want to give it a shot but box lacrosse guys i, I saw yeah one. yeah and, and they're the they're the toughest motherfuckers in canada let's be honest oh yeah and uh actually the one kid uh who's actually a boxer but it played he grew up playing some hockey you know so he could stand on his skates and everything else but i mean you talk about obviously you talk about a guy that can punch I mean, yeah, and take a punch. So yep. he just had a sing. He wasn't in the tournament. It would have been interesting if he was in the tournament. He just had a single fight in the one in the Ice Wars too. But Blake Anderson. But uh, yeah, but there was some. If you go back and watch the events, there was some great fights. Like oh, it's oh, I don't know these guys. Oh, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, I didn't know a couple of the guys at, at the parking lot that fought, fought at the bar either. But you know what? It was a hell of a street fight. So <laughs> you know, same thing. I don't know who these guys were, but they put on a hell of a show. So all right, but no, but it was cool to get from my perspective, like getting to know the guys and hearing their story on the show, and then meeting them in Edmonton in person, and and, and then just going carny and selling their merch and line and stuff and. Oh, and I I love that shit. I'm all about minor league carny shit and stuff. When the NHL does carny third third jersey shit, it bugs the shit out of me. But when a minor league does it, I'm totally behind it because they need the money, and uh, that's kind of and that's what these guys are doing. I got a whole bunch of Ice Wars merch behind me, buying guys different shirts and hats, nice. and ah, because why not, right? Support the boys, and uh, you know, so I I kind of dig it, and it. Uh, it, it, it's kind of underground in a lot of ways, and uh, you know you'll get the hockey purist shit. Not well, that's not hockey. No, it isn't hockey. It wasn't billed as hockey. It happens to be wearing ice hockey equipment, but it's not. It's not a hockey game. It's not like they're out there with sticks and then they drop their sticks. It's like, well, no. It's but it's just a it's just a different combat sport. Really, Absolutely. that's all it is. It's all it is. You know, and uh, I I can I completely understand why. Like I've had friends that are just like, oh, seriously. You know, and I mean, I get it, but at the same time, ah, shit. 
there's you know there's a, there's enough goofy stuff in the world you know why not so no and and I can empathize because like we were talking off air too how like I I'm a big combat sports guy mm-hmm. but the UFC is the is far from my favorite promotion because though it is the NHL of mixed martial arts you know Ryzen in Japan with their soccer kicks with their stomps with their knees to grounded opponents I mean it's just it's it's yeah it's more violent but it's more of just a crazy entertaining show and sometimes you know sometimes we need a little bit of that sometimes we need a little bit of that but uh, my, my last question on Ice Wars is you said there's going to be another event which is which is awesome because I because I, I wasn't sure what what was going on with them because they they left Fight TV the the uh the Triller you know Fight TV streaming service that shows even a lot of like MMA fights and boxing yeah. and stuff like that and they went up on some other platform what's going on there because I see other similar promotions like Ice Wars um out in Russia that have more like uh, King of the Streets um Street Beefs vibes you know it, it seems like a little bit more violent over there but like so there are other promotions popping up, which kind of scared me. I was like, oh, man, is, does this mean Ice Wars is going down? They left this platform just just to to keep my, my peace of mind. Um, do you know why they left Fight TV I and, do. and, and yeah. what their plans are? Well, Charlie Nama and AJ were the two guys that got it going. And they, they were together for Ice Wars 1 and 2, which were in Edmonton and were on Fight TV. Um, or what? Yeah, Fight TV. Yeah, it was on there and you could, you could bet on it and on all that stuff. Uh, Charlie and AJ had a split. Oh, okay. So AJ pulled out, and that's why Daniel Amesbury left with AJ, and he wasn't in the third one. And a bunch of the fighters left because they were loyal to AJ. Um, I don't know what it was about. None of my business. I don't know. I still talk to both guys, whatever. I'm still going to support whatever they're doing. But uh, Charlie went on, and he, he got the name Ice Wars and held the third event in Wyoming. And that's why it wasn't on Fight TV. It was on... Uh, uh, Whatever the uh, I don't, it, it, I don't, it, honestly, I don't even know what off the top of my head. It was some random new streaming service that I was. Yeah, like, it was the it? the one that's owned by what's her name, uh, Carrie or uh, the singer really? podcast one, but whatever their streaming thing is, whatever that's what it was on anyway. Okay. Um, I will say though, to quote to correct you, the pay per views were all just twenty dollars. All three of them oh, were twenty okay, bucks, okay. but um, it was down in Wyoming. Uh, probably a little, it wasn't, I don't think as put together as well as the first two. Um, but whatever, the fights were still good. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just some kind of some bad blood between, between the two camps, but Charlie has gone on and said, he's actually going to make an announcement here either this week or next week about ice wars four, which there's been taught again, whatever I've heard, it might be in Florida and stuff coming up in the next month or two, hopefully. But at the same time, AJ Galante and Daniel Ainsbury have a podcast now called Talking Trash, and it's been out about nine or ten episodes. Well, AJ announced that they're going to start up another fight Ooh. tournament, and it's called Major League Hockey Fights. And he hasn't announced when a date's going to happen or whatever, but him and Amesbury are kind of working on it, and they're working on getting some, like, air quote, name guys and stuff, and... Uh, so that'll be interesting. So we're gonna see. Cool. There could be a major league hockey fights and ice wars competing against each other. So we'll see. Hey, but uh, more options for for these exactly. guys to compete is not a bad thing. No, exactly. And I mean, and I like. Char- I've never had a problem with the ice wars guys. And Charlie's always been good with me. Like I said, they've given me access, and I had a media pass there, and I cool. I didn't pay for shit. It was great. So you know, and and they were really open with their time, and so it was cool. Um, but. Uh, 
you know, I, I get some of the things and, uh, you know, um, it's, I guess it's always easy to armchair quarterback or sit on the sideline. Well, I wouldn't have done that. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not your money either. Right. So, uh, you know, so it's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just, for the sake of just being a fan, I just hope it continues. And, but like I said, I hope the guys get, get some, get paid and, and can continue to continue to do it. And, um, you know, I, I think what, what, what the problem has become is when you take this long between, again, you lose momentum, right? Exactly. I think when you had Ice Wars 2 and you had Ice, Ice Wars 1 and 2 were kind of pretty close in succession. You kind of had that momentum going. They were on Barstool doing a promo there, and they were kind of around making some noise, and people were kind of talking about it, and it was on the internet, and people were kind of... Now, again, I don't think they were rivaling UFC for pay-per-view numbers or anything. No, but, but MMA it was, accounts on Twitter, like Kaposa, who he's just he just tweets highlights from all different promotions he was posting about it too and i was like damn okay yeah like if kaposa is posting about it it's it's got momentum exactly so and i and you had aj coming right off that trashers documentary so i think he was like you had momentum right and uh but that's kind of been lost now so hopefully they can get it back and get it going again i'm interested to see what aj does because obviously he's proven that you know, he, he's definitely, and he knows how to play the social media game. He's so a promoter too in boxing. So like, he exactly. Knows yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, well, let's be honest. He's got the money behind him. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so, um, we'll see. I, I hope for, I hope, I hope there's two things going on. I hope we have like a whole, you know, whatever, uh, UFC versus one thing going on, but in ice wars world, that that's fine by me. Cause I, I think it's, you know, it's just, it's more content and, just I'm a fan of it all, right? So I just want to Absolutely. see the guys get paid and have a place to fight. So hey, I'm on the same page there, brother. Um, yeah. Okay, so you you already said it. You you don't watch modern hockey, and I know I know this very well. I mean, other than the LNH and you know the ECHL, which which we we will get to here in a bit. But I was running the numbers this year, and I and I uh, I was telling you this uh, when we were going back and forth on Twitter. Fighting is around, it's up around 40% this year in the National Hockey League. Um, Just again, from an outside perspective, why do you think that is, especially since it's been in heavy decline since the glory days? Well, I would say it's up from nothing to next to nothing. Um, (laughs) You know, um, that's a good point. point. I mean, I kind of looked at it. I mean, you still got 12 teams in single digit fight totals. So it's, uh, oh, they fight lots now. Oh, they don't, though. Um, and it's kind of the same guys doing all the fighting for one team. Although maybe that's probably always was the case even back in the day, now that I'm thinking about it. But you just had two guys, two or three guys doing it maybe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think now what the only thing I can really come up with, again, not that I'm watching it, but I do see the fights and stuff. So it's not, I'm not going to act like I'm completely in the dark here. Like, you know, I... I do know Seattle has a team now, you know, I'm not that, I'm not that far removed from it. I mean, so, I mean, I couldn't name you probably, I probably couldn't name you a single player on their roster, but I've probably seen a Seattle guy fight a time or two. Um, I think what, what happened back in the day, you had enforcers designated fighters and they did the fighting. Whereas I think now you don't have that anymore. So I think it's become much more of a collective because now, I mean, the big thing now and the, the, it's always, oh, there's always a fight after a big hit. That's the big, that's the, everyone cries about that. Oh, you can't even hit anymore and you got to fight even after a clean hit. Well, statistically, that's not true, but that's the narrative that they're going to go with. So, okay. 
Because, well, I was watching that game and Truba hit that guy and he ended up having to fight. Well, that was one game. There was eight that there was seven other games that night. There was no fights. I'm sure there was probably a hit or two in the other seven games. So, no, you don't really have to fight after a hit. But, okay, we're going to go with the theory that you have to fight after a hit. Well, I think back in the day, hits led to fights, too. The thing was, though, it was the guy that got hit. The guys on the ice wouldn't go after the guy right away. They would let the tough guy go do it. Whereas now, there is no tough guy designated guy anymore. So, now it's like, oh, shit, I'm out here. I guess I got to do it. So, I think you got... Like, if you look at a team that's got... Like, Minnesota, I think, leads the league in fights. Yeah. Well, there's probably, what, like, seven guys with two each? And maybe yeah. Felino with five or something, or Maroon with five? It's probably more what it's happening. Like, it's much more spread out. Like, you look at the roster, probably, like, every guy's got one, right? Whereas back in the day with Philadelphia, you know, you had Dave Brown with 20, Bruby with 18, Talkett with 17, and then a couple guys with, like, one. Whereas now, I think it's more spread out. Like, everybody kind of fights now and again. So the numbers will increase that way. I don't think the quality of the fights are really there, but you have, uh, I, it's much more of a, a group team toughness kind of, yeah, team toughness. There's the, the phrase that they like to use. I think that's much more maybe um, what's going on now than it, than it used to be. Right. Oh, well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, and I'm not trying to, I've never, never knocked the athletes. These athletes now are, are the guys that play now are tremendous I'm, I'm, for all the listeners out there right now. I'm not the old guy yelling at the clouds back in the day. You know, I mean, they're nowhere near as tough as it used to be. I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that, but they're the skill that these kids have is unbelievable. Like far and beyond like the stuff that they can do. The athletes of today are amazing. They're machines. Having said that, um, no one's scared anymore. Who who who's who's scary in the NHL? Seriously, no. I know. I'm playing Minnesota. If I'm playing Minnesota, who am I scared of? Yeah, no one. Fel- Felino, kind of. Nah, not like, really. Yeah, but that's the other thing, though. If he come up here, let's go. No, okay. He's yeah. not going to jump you because that would be against the code, you know. Well, and he can't start punching you; he'll get suspended. So all you have to do is say no. Whereas mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, let's go. No, oh, motherfucker, we're fighting. So I'm dropping my shit, and I'm going to kick your ass. It's up to you whether you want to or not, you know, but I'm doing it. And then they would. Oh, and they might get an extra two minutes or a ten-minute misconduct, and that's it. No one was getting suspended. Shit, now you'll get ten games, you know, if you start jumping guys. But that didn't happen back then. So there was much more accountability back then, and there was consequences back then. Now, when you played Minnesota back in the day, and you looked over and saw Derek Bugart standing there, yeah, well, that got your attention. Now yeah. you're scared. Because the thing is, is they let Boogie loose every once in a while. And then that's not good. So oh, I can keep saying <laughs> no. Okay, that's fine. Keep saying no. But Bugard, the thing I loved about Derek was he would run everyone. Yep. He didn't care. It wasn't like, oh, I can only hit fourth line guys. Oh, no. I remember against the Canucks, he'd run the Sedin sisters there constantly. And then he'd go by the bench staring at Vancouver and it'd be like, do something about it. He was your classic bully. That's exactly, which is completely lost on today's fan or today's play. They don't understand that now, right? Because, like like I said, so no one's going to skate by your bench. Well, not, no one's scary anymore. So it's like, it's a consequence-free hockey. So I think you get that. I think guys aren't afraid to fight anymore. Whereas back in the day, if I'm acting up against Minnesota, Bugard's coming. 
Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. So they're I'm not going to do They're having it. nightmares uh, thinking about the boogeyman, dude. Yeah, exactly. And McIntyre and McGratton and all those guys. And like you go further back, right, with Matt Johnson and all those guys and Probert and Twist and them. They weren't taking no for an answer. And you were getting it. And if, you, and if your tough guy said no, but yet he continued to run around, it's like, okay. Well, guess what? Brett Hall's getting it then. Yeah. Because you don't want to do it. Kelly Chase, people, go look up the Kelly Chase. It's on a YouTube clip. And Chase talks about that exact situation with Darian Hatcher. Hatcher was running around but wouldn't fight. Okay. Well, he told Tony Twist, go start something in the corner so the refs and everybody go over there. And I'm going to grab Benoit Hogue, who doesn't fight. But it's like Kelly Chase grabbed him. And he's like, sorry, dude. And he ended up breaking Hogue's jaw. Well, he didn't get suspended for it. He got an extra two minutes for it. <laughs> and you know what? And he looked at Hatcher. It's because of you. Yeah. That's why he got his jaw broken. So Hogue can go get mad at you. Because if you had just fought me, it would have been fine. You didn't, and you kept running my guys. So, you know, going and running someone tough doesn't matter because they're used to it. No, that's when you start picking on the star player. And then you go and tell them, hey, if you want me to leave you alone, you tell that clown on your team to stop running my guys. And we can just get to playing hockey out here. But if he's going to keep it up, I'm going to come back here. And the next time, I'm going to just grab you and beat the shit out of you. So you tell him. You figure out what you want to happen here. And then that's he'd go back to the bench. He'd tell his guy, hey, knock it off. And then everything's quiet. And we just play hockey. But every once in a while, you know, you had to send a message. And you can't. And that's the thing. You can't send messages anymore. Now, some people listening might think that's a good thing. Okay. I don't think it is. Because I think now, how many concussions does Crosby had? Your star players, how many? They just get run constantly now. Well, because there's no consequence anymore. No one's scared. So, I don't know. No, the biggest takeaway from that was accountability in the game is yeah, is there isn't any. There isn't any yeah. for sure. And the and the storylines and narratives and I like Kevin Bieksa says the game within the game. Like there's exactly. not that anymore, right? No. Every game every game back in the day used to have its own storyline. Yep. And, and and that that was so unique to hockey in an 82 game or 78 game schedule back in the day, right? It was there was a storyline with every game. Whereas today, like I, I watched a game with uh, with my co-host Hoppy, and it was Nashville, Minnesota, and the game wasn't a boring game. Like like you said, the athletes are amazing. There's some nice goals. There was even a fight, but it was bland. And I find yeah. that that's for me, anyways, as someone who's again, I'm 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 a savage as well. I I, I like. I like fighting. Let's be honest, but I like those storylines too. And, and and this transitions to MMA and other combat sports. When when a fight is promoted properly, there's that extra storyline to it. When you're just watching, when you're just going through the motions, it's it's not as entertaining. And and especially that accountability is lost. And and that's why we see all these crazy injuries. That and these guys are flying freaking eighty kilometers an hour out there, which is crazy. That's what I've said. So you've taken out center ice. You can't. You can't obstruct anybody anymore. Your defense partner can't hold a guy up. So you've sped it up and you've taken away the consequence. And then these guys get hurt and you don't know why. Oh, really? Really? You don't know why? Okay. But like I said, well, that's the thing now. There's no characters anymore. Yeah. And they've taken the... And and I don't care what anybody says and red ice sells. Yeah. I don't care. You could say you could act as progressive as you want. Violence sells. I don't care what anybody says. And you talk about what are the most talked about games? The revenge games, to Ch- the Battle of Alberta, when Tachuk and Cassian had that thing going a few years ago. Remember they had the big return match yeah. when oh the other one with the 
when Panarin jumped on Wilson there and Wilson <laughs> yeah. flipped him over. And then the, what what did the Rangers go and do? Well, they go and sign Ryan Reeves in the offseason. That first game of the season was against Washington. Ryan Reeves against Tom Wilson. You know, everybody was talking about it. What was the score? Who cares? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. But everybody remembers that game, right? And everybody, why? Because of Reeves and Wilson. You know, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, conflict sells. And uh, it always will. And, and that's what, uh, that's the one thing I've always said about hockey. I've never seen a sport that gets in its own way as much as hockey does. It, uh, they don't get it. It's the Michigans and all that. The, those are really cool and stuff. But pond hockey doesn't sell. Mm -hmm. Emotion sells. Yeah. Emotion. And if you, and why does everybody, you know, best part of the season, the playoffs. Playoffs. Well, you have fun people. They won't even watch the regular season. I just watch the playoffs. No, well, like I said, dad my dad, yeah. too, he's one of the biggest sports fans out there. Yeah. And mind you, hockey's not in his top three, but he is watching the NHL playoffs because of that. Yeah. And it's like, I always said with hockey, hockey's the only sport out of the major sports that I know that come playoff time, the game changes. In football, playoffs are the same. They look the same as a regular season game. NBA, baseball, it's all the same. Hockey, what happens? Guys that don't usually hit, all of a sudden hit. Austin Matthews might actually go into a corner in a playoff game. He's not going in the regular season. Uh, you know, on and on. Like, you'll have guys getting involved that don't usually, in the regular season, won't. But in the NA, but in the playoffs, it's that hockey tough, right? These guys, you'll, you'll see Mitch Marner block a shot. You'll see these guys do shit that they don't normally do because it's for the cup, and it's and it's just. The, I'm not saying oh you got to go out and fight, but it's just they'll hit. There's emotion and guys are mad, and they're aggressive and shit's happening right. And there's tension. Well, that's why everybody loves the playoff, and that's why. And it's like if they could somehow harness that into the regular season, you would have something. Not manufactured rivalries. They can go on a oh, rivalry night. It's two teams that play each other once a year. There's no rivalry, right? You know, but actual hatred. If if uh, will sell, and it's yeah. like, and and people can feel it, and it's emotion that sells. They that they don't. It, it, a three two game with emotion is better than a ten eight game with nothing. For sure. And especially in this Minnesota market, we we had Wes Walls on the podcast, uh, I think it was like two years ago now, but he still hates the Vancouver Canucks players on that team. Yeah. Right. And and people in Minnesota is like, they don't really have a rival here. Like maybe Chicago, maybe the Avs, you know, it, it, it's tough here. Like Minnesota hasn't been in the playoffs for you know, past the first round in a while. So it's, it, it's kind of tough, but a lot of them still, a lot of the old timers anyway, still go back to that vent. There's like a oh, Vancouver will still kind of be a rival. Why? Because of that fucking playoff series. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah, you, and you, it's you a, nail on the head there. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? And there's not, well, and today's player, like everybody's bros now. And it's like shit, even after fights, they're bum tapping and bro hugging. It's like, really? Like you just, why? Like just, I don't, why is everyone nice now? Why do I have to like, why do I have to like you? Why am I liking you? You're on the other team. I don't know. Now again, I'm not saying, oh, stab him or stomp him when he's on the ice. But I mean, holy shit. Like, I saw a fight the other night. These two guys drop the gloves. They're going at it. The one guy kind of tags the guy, and the guy goes down on his knee. Wasn't like, oh, he's face down. Let's call the, you know, but whatever. Oh, the guy stays around. Oh, you okay, buddy? Like, what do you do? Who gives a shit? Like, check on him after. Like, what? The, really? Like, why don't you help him up, too? And maybe, 
You know, like, are you going to send him some milk and cookies in the penalty box? Like, who gives a shit if he's okay? Was he not just trying to do that to you? Yeah. Again, I'm not saying, oh, let's do a 12-6 elbow on the guy when he's on his knee. But, I mean, <laughs> come on. It's a hockey fight. Like, I don't remember Bob Probert ever asking anybody if they're okay when the, after the fight's done. Like, oh, I'll help you up here, buddy. And let's bro hug after. Like, oh, my God. Like, why? It, it, well, that, it makes fighting look completely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the, there's nothing more ridiculous than the mic'd up shit and George LaRock saying good luck. Do you know how stupid that made fighting look? Yeah. Like, what? Like you're not even mad at him? Well, then what are you fighting for? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, I, like, I get it. I mean, I just liked it because it was the combat and whatever. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Let's just see fights. But in the actuality, if you, like, that gave fuel for every ant. I can't even defend that. How can I defend that? And it's just, like, it's just embarrassing. And it's just like this bro hug and these people that love to yell about the code or whatever that is. Some made up horse shit that they think is real, I guess. And, and the, well, and the thing is now this generation of players completely bought into it. You hear them talk about it all the time. It's like, what code? Like apparently Tony Twist and Probert and Rob Ray and Tagger Williams and all, they didn't read that. They didn't get that article, I guess, because Wendell Clark, I mean, there's pictures of Wendell Clark ground and pounding guys in fights, right? But, I mean, you did that now, the internet would melt. He broke the code. He broke the code. We got, we got, all all Mark Andre Fleury wants before he retires is to fight again. The refs won't even allow him to do that. I want someone to grab Jordan Bennington and just kick the shit out of that guy. (laughs) I wanted Fleury to, oh, I wanted him to dummy that clown. Dude, he wants never... to as well. He wanted to. He's been vocal about it. And apparently, uh, so his junior coach is the is the coach in Columbus right now. And he was he was interviewed after you know Flurry uh, tied Patrick Waugh's record for wins. And he was saying that like I actually had to like hold Flurry back from fighting in in practice and in juniors because like he 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 loves it. He loves it. And so he he said there was he couldn't imagine something more frustrating for him than uh, than being held back by the refs in that one because he wants one so bad. Well, yeah, because he was mic'd up there, right? He went down to fight Bennington, and they break it. Like, meanwhile, this guy, Bennington's running his friggin' lips all fucking games. Act. I've never seen a guy like my friend would say he's selling wolf tickets, right? That's all yeah. he does. He talks real big when the refs get in there, but you know, whatever. He stands behind his blocker and his mask. I mean, but there's Flurry coming down, and all the linesmen go crazy breaking it up or whatever. And you have eighteen thousand paying fans booing your product. Yeah. I've never so that's good. Oh, it's a good thing though, and then you'll hear the announcers. Oh yeah, well, let's let's stop that nonsense. No, oh yeah, really? That sounds like the paying crowd really loved the fact that they stopped that. Are you shitting me right now? Love these announcers too. Oh, I don't. They're not impressing anybody. Meanwhile, they're showing the people on the glass banging. Everyone's standing up. The paying people, you know, that paid their hard-earned money to go and watch it, want to be entertained. But yet, if they boo your product, you break it up. That That's good, though. I'm like, you know who the only people that think that's good? The announcers and the media guys. So all the people that got in for free, they're okay with it, break it, break it up and booing the product and whatever. But the people that actually paid the money, yeah, fuck them. You know, I've, I've never seen a sport that does it more than hockey. It's amazing to me. I'm well, just, and it, it blows my mind too, Darren, that like I, I've gone to a handful of wild games. You know how much of a junior hockey fan I am uh, as yeah. well. And, you know, even on the college level here where obviously like fighting is it's not part of the college hockey culture. But when you're when you are in the rink and you see you see a scuffle, you see a fight breakout. Look around and I encourage everybody here going to the next wild game. Look around. Is there anybody sitting down with their arms crossed going, oh, 
this sucks. No. No. Everyone is on their feet cheering. Every yeah. single one. So, yeah, you can be a keyboard warrior out there and be critical of it, whatever. You, you got your freedom of speech. I get it. You got your opinion. I will respect that. But you cannot tell me that the people who are there paying their money are not entertained, are not on their feet, are not cheering when that shit's going down. Yeah, well, the same clown that's on, on Twitter, or X, I'm always going to call it Twitter. Yeah, but it's Twitter. <laughs> on, on, on Twitter, bitching about it, has never dropped, has never paid for a thing. Yeah. Stream shit illegally, never pays, never goes to a game, doesn't buy merch, doesn't do anything. But he's the one that's going to complain about everything. Well, I don't really give a shit about your opinion, actually. You don't pay for anything. Whose opinion do I care about? Well, the people that bought an overpriced $400 ticket took, well, the dad that took his son to the game that had to you basically pay his whole paycheck, $30 to park. The kid wants the souvenir ice cream cup that's Forty friggin' dollars and everything else. Dad, that wants guy, Dad wants one beer that's like twenty five bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he drops about an eight hundred, nine hundred dollar night. The kid's got to get a mini stick and the whole deal. If he wants to see Patrick Maroon fight, then let fucking Patrick Maroon fight. Get the no. fuck out of the way. You know, if Flurry's gonna come the length of the ice to fight Bennington, move. Let it happen. Break it up afterwards. I mean, it, oh, now it's one thing. Oh, he jumped on him and started, okay, fine. If two guys are, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Get out of the way. Just let them fight. It's been, it's mutual combat at that point. Yeah. The players want it. I said, who does, like I said, who doesn't want this? Fans want it. Players want it. That's why I said about fighting in hockey. Why is there fighting in hockey? Because the players want fighting in hockey. The moment the players don't want fighting in hockey, there won't be fighting in hockey anymore. That's what it comes down to. I don't give a shit what Karen... Oh, she doesn't think they should fight. Oh, okay, well. So? Good for you that you don't want them to fight. Then don't watch it then. But the guys that are actually playing, whose health it's actually affecting, they want it. So let them fucking fight. Like, you know. I love it, Darren. That's what it comes down to. Like, like go on and on about visors and all this shit. Oh, well, they now they need this, they need that. Well, the players don't want that. Like, I never got the whole... I, I can remember when there was no visors. So it's like... And then, oh, there's this big push to wear visors. Why? Oh, they're all right. Well, he's a grown-up. If he doesn't want to wear a visor, why should he have to wear a visor? Well, I think they should. Well, who the fuck are you? You're sitting in the crowd. What, it doesn't. How does it affect your life? I don't understand that. Oh, you took a stick in the eye. I mean, that's terrible. I don't want to see that. But it didn't affect my life. So I, I'm not going to tell this guy what to do. If he wants to go play an NHL hockey game without a visor, let him go play without a visor. Like, I, who cares? Like, oh, it's just all these people just, we're, we're listening to the opinions of people that it has no effect on. So why are we listening to them? What do the players want? That's what you do. Because they're the ones that ultimately have to live with the consequences and the decisions. They're all like, they're all adults. They're all over 18. So let them decide. So I said in junior hockey, oh, you can't fight in junior anymore. In the Western Hockey League, or I mean, the Western League's okay, but I mean, the rest of them. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, yes. but but you can drive, you can vote, you can enlist in the army. Yeah, I can go over to Iraq and start bombing people, but God forbid I have a fight at Center Ice in Quebec because I'm just a kid. It's ridiculous. Like when you talk about the Quebec League, that they, they, they don't allow fighting in the Ontario League. Oh, one fight now and you're suspended. Does, it, does any player in the Ontario Hockey League be like, yeah, I love that rule? Any of them say that? I doubt it. You know, they're all like, no, this is nonsense. But here we are. Oh, they're just kids. But oh, but hey, you can go and enlist and go fight for our country, though. But don't fight in, don't fight in Cornwall. You know, give me a break. 
I hear you. And yeah, I've, I've, I've gone off on the Quebec League. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows my, knows my thoughts on that. But Quebec's just a... It, put it put this way. Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu, where you're not even punching anybody, was legalized last year in that province. So they got, they got fucking bigger issues than hockey fights, let's be perfectly honest. But uh, anyways, let, let's turn our attention to uh, some minor league talk here. Uh, Ames- I was going to say, I've pissed off every one of your listeners. <laughs> it's you and I, we're just talking again by ourselves here. No, I know, yeah. I'm, I'm just buzzing right now, I love it. But uh, Amesbury's back in the ECHL after his FPHL uh, band. First of all, what a debut back in at the East Coast League. Huge hit in his last game. Good scrap. What the hell happened with the FPHL? Oh, the FPHL. Yeah. Well, I think it, it actually just literally came down to Amesbury's too mean. That's what it came down to. Really? Just, Did that, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and he's, he, well, see, the thing is, is like I said, for these younger people that are watching him, oh, he's, that's, he's nightmare fuel to them. To me, he's every guy I watched 20 years ago. Like he's no different than anybody I grew up with and played with and everything else. I mean, but he looks out of place now because no one else does it. So yeah, he looks like a psycho. He's not. He's just, but he's doing shit from the '80s and '90s. So it looks out of place. But no, I mean, he problem was is he got suspended for a hit last year and he got 12 games, which it was horseshit suspension. But whatever, 12 games. Let's get him out of the league for a while, right? Okay. Problem is, is he hit an, a kid again here this year, and it felt, oh, if you're suspended multiple times within a calendar year, your suspension doubles or triples, or whatever their goofy rule is. Well, it was 11 months after his last suspension, so they doubled it his next one up to 18 or whatever oh, it was. Geez. So he got 18 games. And, and I mean, was the hit dirt? Eh, whatever. I mean, again... If you're not a fan of Danbury, it was the dirtiest hit ever. If you're a fan of Danbury, it was a two-minute penalty. You know, so fans, you can't really go with by what they say. For me, um, yeah, I was a little dirty. The problem was, is the result of it. The kid ended up having a seizure from the hit, and it oh, looked okay. really bad. So visually, it was bad. Um, and so I understand that. But it's like, well, you got to suspend on the act, not the outcome, you know. But... Whatever. So visually, it looked bad. So okay, they gave him eighteen games, which Ainsbury was, you know, we weren't happy with. But okay, he's fine. Well, ten games into the suspension, they call a league meeting. Ah, uh, actually, you know what? We're gonna ban you from the league. What? Like you gave me eighteen games? I'm ten game. I'm ten games in. I'm sitting here waiting. Now you're banning me all of a sudden? Like what is going on here? Okay, so now he's banned from the league, so I guess it's like, well, I guess I'll get on the phone here and start making some calls, and uh, Fort Wayne reached, he had a couple, I know he had a bunch of teams get a hold of him, but Fort Wayne got a hold of him first, and uh, they honored the they honored the 18-game suspension, I don't know why they bothered, but they did, and uh, anyway, his first game was on Saturday, or was yesterday? Sunday, or Saturday. Anyway, Sunday I think was his first game in the East Coast League, and yeah, first, first, uh, First shift, runs that guy, big clean hit behind the net. And the second shift, ends up fighting that captain and kind of laying the beats to him. And uh, it was in Fort Wayne. And they have Fort Wayne has been around for that organization, Fort Wayne, and has been around for, it's a minor league staple. They've been around for like 60 years. Love their fighters. Uh, a history of toughness in that rink. And 
I have a friend that was at that shape from Fort Wayne that was at that game, and he said the place was electric, and they were chanting his name. And I mean, and they lost. No one cared. They were all talking about Amesbury, and uh, and he's gonna electrify that crowd. And uh, yeah, it was. I mean, again, it's it's the miners, and people can say it's right or wrong or whatever. But at the end of the day, he sells, and uh, they didn't care. They lost six two. They were talking with Daniel Amesbury, and they hit in the fight, and uh, and he's a showman, and he knows how to do it, and he has a brand, and. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be really interesting here Wednesday, boy, February 7th. It's the Clash of the Titans, the two Ice Wars champions, Ryan Devine for Kansas City that just won Ice Wars 3 against the Ice Wars 1 champ Daniel Amesbury as Fort Wayne goes into Kansas City, and everybody's hyped up for that. And Devine was on a podcast last week saying, told Amesbury, I'm waiting for you. Oh. So he's ready to go, and you know Amesbury, he's been sitting out for two months you know so he's primed and he's ready for it. oh yeah and he's ready for it so yeah we're gonna see a we're hopefully well as i say it's a minors they better not be a healthy scratch we'll put it that way but <laughs> i don't i don't think either of those teams are that dumb i think they know what's coming so and it's been all over the internet god knows i've been putting up the graphic of the two of them uh all over the place so yeah, Ryan. So, folks, list. Well, this is your. This is gonna be next Monday. It'll be after the fact here, but so hopefully we had the we had the title fight. Well, maybe not the title fight, but the Ice Wars Championship match anyway with Divine and uh, Amesbury. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be interesting. I can't wait. And this is a perfect segue into my next question because speaking of you know the minors and and leagues where people go there to support their team, but at the end of the day, maybe don't care about the actual outcome if they're entertained. There's a league that a lot of people I, I don't think know is still kicking it. That is just that. And that's the LNAH. I know we were just kind of, you know, shitting on Quebec there, but at least the LNAH lives on in that prom uh, in that province. And it, it's still buzzing. It's still going strong. It, honestly, it's, it's still like one of my favorite leagues to watch. First of all, how is the league doing? And is it still a destination to go and watch fights and you know a hockey game on the side oh yes the lnah the quebec league ah oh, for the listeners out there that don't know if you really want to know how it used to be go tune into les chiefs or go to youtube and type in the real life slap shot it's all about the laval chiefs it's a documentary from 2003 dudes living in the rink fighting all the time go watch that documentary you'll love it actually the the guy that made that documentary uh well Anyway, he's one of the brothers of one of the players. But, yeah, the Chiefs documentary, that'll give you a history lesson of what it used to be like. Um, well, I mean, uh, I, I don't even – I love me some LNAH, but, I mean, they've managed to screw that up too. But, um, what again, the LNAH, they – for the longest time – and, I mean, I'm just not like – I was involved in the league and everything else. So I know the ins and outs of the league back in the day. Um, the Hells Angels would launder money through it, so that's where all the money was there. And yeah, I mean, you had the mob involved, and there's lots of greasy stories about how these guys were getting paid a fortune. John Morasti making two grand a game and shit like that. Link Gates getting paid a thousand bucks per fight. So Jeez. yeah, so it was crazy back in the day. But I didn't even know that. that. That's news to me. That's crazy. Oh yeah, there was a couple guys there that you, you, if you want to make money on the side, you sold weed and did porn. So there you go. <laughs> Chucky boom, boom. But uh, anyway, we'll move away from that. But Patrick Cote collecting for the mob. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh, hey, you got to make ends meet somehow. But uh, you can't play every day. But, um, yeah, so there was money going through there. But they were money, money hand over fist. And guys were getting, you know, getting paid in envelopes and, you know, 
half on the books and half in cash. What is it? Straight cash, homie. But, um, <laughs> you know, but they, the, they, it, they were losing money. And then once it got cleaned up and the, and you know, they got the bikers and stuff kind of got out of it. Um, you know, reality set in for some of these owners. And it's like, I always say it was like the, the episode of the Simpsons with the slow pitch when they bring in the ringers and mm. it's my power plant, Mr. Burns's power plant versus the other power plant. And, that's the two rich owners doing battle. Well, that's what the Quebec league was literally rich owner versus rich owner. And I'm going to beat you up on the ice. And then I'm going to beat you in the, on the game too. So, and they brought in, and I mean, everyone would see the videos of all the fights and the brawls and all the craziness, but there was a little black thing rolling around out there that you had to, and when it came down, you still had to play 60 minutes of hockey and the hockey was really good. And they had really good players. And what would happen is a lot of the local French guys would come home from Europe and stuff. And they'd come back to Quebec and, you know, get a real job and whatever, but play in the, at night and make fifteen hundred, two grand a game. And so you had guys that were like, you know, whatever, KHL level or Swedish Elite League level players, but they came home and were now playing in Quebec. So you'd have your two and a half lines that would play, play, play. And then you'd have two lines of, <laughs> okay, now it's time to rumble. And uh, yeah. So, and it was, and it, they sold the rinks out. They were playing it when the strike was on. They were playing in the La Colise where the Nordiques used to play. They were getting 14,000 people in there to wow. watch an LNAH game. So I love these people. Oh, it's a beer league. Yeah, no, it's not a beer league. Stop with that shit. It's about East Coast League level talent, but the toughest league in the world when it came to fighting. So now, well, fa I, fast I, forward I, to. Oh, oh. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, well, so what happened was, is, of course, like anything, oh, we're going to have to legitimize this. Uh, okay. So everyone's selling burgers, so you're going to open up a burger stand. Yeah, good good call. So now you have to be, what happened was, is they've made a rule now that you have to be from Quebec, born in Quebec to play in the league. Or you have had to play in the Quebec Junior League or the Maritime League, Junior A. So if you played in the Quebec League, or the Maritime League, you can play. So that's why there's no one from the West anymore. If you played the WHL, you can't play. Oh, that's God. why. Why didn't Amesbury go to the LNAH? Well, yeah. yeah, he would have, but he never played in Quebec, and he's not from Quebec. He's from BC, so that's he can't play in that league. Ridiculous, man. Well, like, so the, the WHL even today is still producing. You know, in today's day and age, too, the the toughest guys. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So that's why now the only guys that they really have fighting, or or you were grandfathered in. So like Curtis Swanson could come back oh, and play because okay, okay. he played back in the day. And Derek Parker, who at 300 pounds, comes off the train from CN and still fights every <laughs> night, which is crazy. But I mean, 43 years old. But it's like, but he played in the league before, so they let mm -hmm. him in. But that's the only guys that are really fighting. I mean, and there's some local guys, but it's like, they're the tough guy. They're the guys that are all at the gym and bounce locally. And okay, well, we'll kind of teach him to skate and they'll be the sideshow. and Which is fine. I mean, I... Hey, mad respect for anybody that goes out and drops the gloves. But gone are the days of like, yeah, as much as it was a circus back in the day and Joel Terrio and Patrick Cote and all that, well, all those guys played in the American League, NHL. Like, they played in high North American minor leagues, played major junior hockey. Like, these guys are straight up, real legit hockey playing enforcers. Not just the local tough guy that we taught how to, like the Doug Glatt. Like, they literally, <laughs> Doug Glatt, that whole scene when he's playing... And, and Goon, when he first learns to skate and all that, they stole that whole idea from the Quebec League. That's exactly what that league was, right? And they have a bunch of Doug Glatz in that league now. So, I mean, 
okay, yeah, they'll fight. The fights aren't as good. It ain't Bossy and Morasti, that's for sure. But, you know, the guys are still out there swinging, but it's a lot more limited now in the quality of fighter because they've closed it off. But I will say, last week he came back out of retirement. Brett Gallant is playing for Laval. And Brett Gallant is going to fuck somebody up bad in that league if someone decides to fight him. His first game, he goes, he hadn't been on skates for the, the entire season yet, right? Because he had been retired sitting at home. He goes, so I, I just was kind of getting my legs. But if he comes back, I know he's coming back this weekend to play a couple games. And actually, one of the games, is of, of all things, is against 51-year-old Donald Brashear plays for um, Marquis. And that's who Gallant's going to play. And uh, I don't know if Brashear will fight him, but maybe. But, uh, but they also have Patrick Bordalo on that team. And, uh, you know, there's a couple tough guys in that team. So Gallant might get in one here. And that might be something. Because I don't know, even in my mind right now, you let Gallant get on his skates for a couple for a couple weeks. To me, he's still the toughest guy in hockey. And I'm talking about the NHL. I'm talking about every league. Brett Gallant's the toughest guy in hockey. So he's going to mess someone up in that L&H, you know. So it'll be interesting now, but because he played in the Quebec League, the Quebec Junior League back in the day, that's how he was able to play. So they've really limited themselves with what the toughness that they can bring in. I have no idea why they did that stupid import rule, or they don't have an import rule. I don't know why. I don't know what they're doing. They want to make it completely Quebec, and oh well. That's that's so uh, fucking Quebec of them to do, right? Oh it, well, and I don't know why, but you go and look, and it's like, yeah, they kind of still draw, but nothing like it used to be. But granted, the payroll isn't what it used to be. Right. I mean, I know Gallant's getting pretty decent cash, and a couple of those guys, and I'm sure, I'm sure Brashear's not paying playing for fifty bucks and a ham sandwich. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure he's making a couple bucks, but it's like, yeah, and I know Bordelow's making some good money, but other than that, like the other guys aren't really making anything, and they did have to rein the well. I mean, the Laval Chiefs, the one year had a million dollar payroll. So it's like, okay, I understand you have to reel it in, but at the same time, and especially now, it's so hard to find guys that'll fight at, at anywhere. Now you're going to limit yourself even more by just saying it's got to be Quebec or Maritime only. It's like, come on, you guys, you know, like, um, so, but that's where they are with the LNAH. But that's the one thing I will say with the LNAH, that league could probably only work in Quebec. It was, you know, the French folks are they're you know they're a little off center to begin with. They they can get down with that stuff. The old uh, if you all go watch the cheese documentary, you guys will know you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about. But I'm telling you, man, from about '02 to '09, that was the that was the friggin' greatest hockey in the world, man. I love that league. I was so into that league, and oh, it was awesome. Yeah, and there were some wars, man. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch that documentary because I actually haven't seen that one. So I'm, I, I know the story about the Chiefs. I haven't seen that documentary though. So I'm actually excited for that one as well. And I encourage, like Darren, all of our listeners to go check it out as well. Last thing is you, you, you covered Gallant. That was my next question was how excited are you to see Gallant back in the LNAH, but back playing hockey because I mean, yeah, tough motherfucker put up, you know, over 250 penalty minutes in the AHL alone, played four games in the big show. So like you said, like he, he is a pro hockey player, but just a tough son of a bitch. I just wanted to also like, just, I know you talked about Brashear a little bit too, but Don Brashear, 51 years old and he's still scrapping in that league. So like props to him, man, that that's absolutely insane. So like there's a love for the game. There's also a love for that style of the game too, because I mean, He's made enough money throughout his career. He he doesn't have to keep doing this. Yeah, he's still out there putting on a show for the for the crowd. 
Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, obviously, you know, 851. Or, he still looks good, though. Good shape. Actually, he just fought, like, an MMA fight, like, two or three years ago. In, like, in the local Quebec, that TKO promotion or whatever it is. Oh, in yeah, TKO is actually a good, good promotion. Yeah, he was in it, I think. He fought. I know he fought. I saw the picture of him right, standing I'm, in the cage. Oh, yeah, dude. He's on fucking Tapology. That's insane. Yeah. And he so, beat the guy in the first round, too. Let's go. Knocked him out. That's yeah. amazing. So, oh, you know, that dressing room is like, okay, we'll give you an extra 50. You got to keep it standing up. You know, that was yeah. talked about oh, for yeah. sure. You know, <laughs> Morasti still tells the story when he was, he fought that TKO event versus Joe Blow. The the agreement was they were supposed to stand up and trade. Well, what does the guy do immediately? Oh, double leg take. Oh, yeah, that was the end of Morasti, right? Yeah, it was like, yeah, oh, you dummy. Work with me here. Come on. Um, but, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, for sure, like, good shape and stuff. He's still, he'll fight now and again. And but uh, yeah, the old Quebec. Well, I'm speaking of the Galants, of course. Alex Galant playing in Calgary there in the American Hockey League just picked up his thousandth American League penalty minute. And, yeah, with the Rangers, I mean, yeah. he's crushing. Oh it. yeah, and that guy just hammers dudes, man. Him and Jake Doty, go watch those fights. Oof, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's a couple of guys in the American League. Travis Howes looked really good. Jake Doty. Gallant, you know, Dylan McElrath still down there. So there's still some tough dudes, uh, you know, floating around the American League. You know, Gertzen's down there. Um, you know, so there's still still some hope. But uh, it, it's, uh, for this for this old fart, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm looking over at my shelf here at all my DVDs and, you know, the days gone by, the 80s and 90s, I'm, I'm stuck in the past, I guess. But so I always find it, I guess I just find it amusing when, I'm online now, and you know people are. Oh, he's a goon. Oh yeah, sure. He's he that, he's called Tuesday, man. Goon. You've never seen a goon before. <laughs> if you saw a game in the '80s, you'd cry. You know, like if if you literally watched an LMAH game in 2004, that'd be like nightmare fuel for these people. So, no, so no. Patrick Maroon is not a goon. Stop. <laughs> Delorier is so mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like Delorier, but come on, you know, no, he's not. I always laugh, though. You ever notice when something happens? Like, oh, he just grabbed him and did that for no reason. Oh, no reason. Like, the ass kicking just fell out of the sky, did it? Like, nothing happened leading up to that. He just decided to snap. Yeah, yeah no, sure. no words were said at all. Nothing. Yeah, no, no, nothing happened. Like, yeah, no, he didn't spear me in the nuts in the scrum two periods ago. No, that didn't happen. Or yeah, something like happened that. in the commercial break. You didn't see that, right? Exactly. <laughs> no. So I always hate this. All oh, that fight that was staged. That fight didn't mean anything. Fuck, it meant something for the two guys that were getting punched in the face. Yeah. What do you mean it didn't mean anything? How do you know? Well, because the announcer said it. Well, how would he know? He's sitting up in the press box. How does he know not what was said between, or that this guy's been acting like a clown for for the last three times we played him? He's been acting like a goof. Well, now I'm finally out here with him, and I'm going to get him. Oh, it was staged. Oh yeah. Now, sometimes it was. At the end of the day, I, again, we go back to the paying cut. Is anybody upset by this? Is the stage fight really bothering the eighteen thousand people that are cheering right now? Mm-hmm. I don't. They didn't seem too offended. So, so it was staged. Eh, whatever. Well, that's all we say with these do-gooders. You're, you're going to still get your 60 minutes of hockey. It doesn't matter how many times they fight. They stop the clock. Don't worry about it. They'll pick all this shit up and get the goofs off, and you'll still get your 60 minutes of hockey. It's fine. Calm down. God. Man, when Ryan Hartman goes after Evander Kane, the Minnesota the, the XL Energy Center erupts. So everyone calm down. Calm down. Um, Darren, you're keeping old-time hockey alive, man, and it's an absolute pleasure to always uh, connect with Are you. Are we done now? 
I, th- I think we're done. We've gone, we've gone an hour here. We've talked, you know, off air for like two hours. I, I think, I think the fans listening got their, got their old time hockey fix. They got some homework. So we'll bring you back on soon and we'll, we'll, and now I got some homework to do as well. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more as we get towards the end of the season here. We'll sum up some of the, the rest of the big stories coming up and hopefully, hopefully knock on wood. We have uh, some more news coming out of the new major league fight. hockey fights at ice. Wars. Major oh, here yeah. folks, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, your homework here. Okay. You got the Chiefs documentary to watch, but there's another one called, it's just called Straight Up. It's called Tough Guys. And it's a documentary that was That's made in the late one. 90s. And they follow the minor league. They call follow Kevin Holiday and Curtis Voth around. And the director of that was actually Mike Clattenburg, who created the Trailer Park Boys. Uh, that's his documentary that he made before the Trailer Park Boys, and it's called Tough Guys, and it's all about hockey and the miners down in the south. Go watch that. It's on YouTube, too. Go watch that one. It's excellent. Docu- that one's awesome. It is, it is very good. And the Chiefs documentary, you watch those two, uh, you'll be you'll know what I'm talking about. The Chiefs documentary is wild, man. And none of that shit set up. Those dudes legitimately lived in the rink, and the rink is across the street from uh, the insane asylum. So that's true. In Laval, it's called the rink's called the House of Pain, and uh, yeah, crazy shit back in the day man dude i absolutely love it like i said it's an absolute pleasure to catch up it's an it's an honor to have you on the podcast sir um what do you what do you got coming up next on your podcast and where can uh, all the listeners find you yeah on the hockey podcast network the fourth line voice on the itunes spotify wherever you listen to your favorite shows um yeah i mean do two shows a week wednesday and sunday um yeah, coming up, uh, I just had, actually, I just had Richard Peacock on, former tough guy in the Western Hockey League. He's got some crazy stories. Talks about Link Gates holding the midget out of the window. That's what got him kicked off the team. You might want to tune in to listen to that. Um, so, we got lots of stuff. That's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, yeah, and it's, uh, and I, you know, and if you, the back catalog, I've had John Morasti on and, uh, and uh, you know, Dean Mayrad and all those guys, all the tough guys. Um I'm, I'm planning on actually having John on again and kind of getting an update. And then Terry Ryan, I want to get him back on the show uh, just to talk about Shorzy and how that whole, that saga has gone on. And oh, they just finished season three of Shorzy filming. So, and it's been blowing up and people are loving that. And, uh, you know, how they got involved in the show. And then, of course, uh, you know, Terry Ryan coming back and playing. We didn't even talk about that. 47 years old playing oh, in the East Coast League. I can't believe I didn't I didn't even talk. Honestly, it's because I brought it up on the last podcast. Yeah. And, and fighting and, and dropping the gloves. What a legend, man. And and, and yeah. Terry's the easiest interview to prepare for because all you need is one question. Boom, an hour yep. go, goes by. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought I was long-winded. Holy <laughs> shit. If I, you listen to me, I'm the Coles notes compared to Terry Ryan. But, uh, yeah, so you just let him go. So, yeah, I'm going to get him on, get Morasti on. We're going to talk uh shorzy and fighting and all that stuff so uh, there's always something going on i'll be i'll be yelling at the clouds about something i gotta get you on the show yeah hey, we'll, any- we'll do the reverse here we'll let's sync both of our ratings you know <laughs> let's uh, do it yeah let's i i said tell you dude you've you've i we're so low right now we're reaching up to touch bottom with your guests <laughs> today i don't know hey i'll i'll tag me in then tag me and i'll be i'll be the I'll, I'll be your fourth line voice. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm going to talk to you about some, we'll alternate a bit. I'm going to get some MMA. You're gonna, I'm going to get some MMA stories from you on the show. Oh, hell yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what's going on in ACA in Russia right now with that fucking crazy ass Kadyrov running that shit. <laughs> I was going to say, there's got to be like a link gates of the MMA world somewhere. Oh, dude. Yeah, I get, yeah. I'm I'm already taking notes. I'll I'll come prepared for sure. But man, appreciate you. Like I said, it's it's an absolute pleasure to catch up and have you on the podcast, guys. Go check out his catalog on YouTube as well. It's the biggest catalog out there. Hockey fights has nothing 
on man thank you so much for this hey thanks man i appreciate you having me on and like i always said he should uh without you uh there would be no fourth line voice podcast so i was uh, appreciate what you've done for me and uh anything i can ever do for you and any uh you just let me know no problem big shout out again to darren at the fourth line voice podcast I mean, you guys just saw how excited I was to be hanging out and talking with him again. A good friend of mine, you know, worked on his podcast back in the day now, over four years ago, and we've stayed in touch ever since. I mean, keeping old time hockey alive, ladies and gentlemen. I know our boy Judd Zolgat is swooning as he's listening to that one, as was I uh, listening to the great stories that Darren shared. And we talk like three hours before and after the pod too, just, just, hanging out, reminiscing, and uh, and sharing some hockey stories. So big shout out to Darren. I hope you guys enjoyed that. A little something different. I know a little something different. We'll get back into the news and happenings leading up to trade deadline in the National Hockey League next week. But uh, for all you guys who listen, for all you guys who support, I really appreciate you, every single one of you. Video side, audio side. On the audio side, please rate and review the show if you can. Five stars, any review. It just helps us get in front of more listeners. Go check us out on social media, at SotaPod on Twitter, at the SotaPod everywhere else. Check us out on YouTube, like, and subscribe. We're almost at 1,000 subscribers, guys. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Smash that like button. And like I said, subscribe to the channel. We uh, Daily clips on the channel as well as live streams every wednesday 6 30 p.m central be part of the judd's buds show again mncaa back early this week soda pod late but back this week judd's buds audio on friday and stream on wednesday guys hockey doesn't stop here hockey doesn't stop football's over but hockey doesn't stop so appreciate all of you for listening appreciate darren signing off i'm isha jerome Alongside my friend Darren at the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. This has been the Soda Pod presented by Better Edge, 7th Avenue Pizza, Northland Vodka, and our friends at Waggle Golf. Don't fear, just drink some beer, and stay wild. <laughs>